0: Welcome back to Sister Alley Cat's Tea, where we talk on all things church-related. And on today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I am going to read one of my favorite scriptures to you, and that comes from Romans chapter 8. Again, I'm going to read one of my favorite scriptures, which is the whole entire book chapter of Romans chapter 8 and we're just gonna read and maybe break down a few words but that will be all that we are going to accomplish in this episode. Romans chapter 8 starting at the first verse. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus and walk not after the flesh, which is human nature, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and of death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh, which is human nature, do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded, to have that animal nature, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. The carnal mind is hostility or opposition against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead, the body is spiritually dead because of sin. But the Spirit of life is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised of Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised of Christ from the dead shall also quicken, make alive your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify, put to death, the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are not the church, that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest spectators expectations of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. It's waiting for us. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willing but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So it's waiting for us. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also which have the first fruit of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why do he yet hope for it? But if we hope, for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. "...with groanings which cannot be uttered, which cannot be spoken in words. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. All things, good and bad things, they all work together for good, to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknew he, did, he also did predestine. He decided beforehand, he appointed beforehand to be confirmed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among men, many brethren. Moreover, he whom he did predestine, appointed beforehand, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. He declared righteous. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. He also honored. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? My God, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justified. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, pressure, affliction, or distress, extreme affliction, calamity, or famine, a scarcity of food, or nakedness, no clothes, or peril, danger, or sword? Who can separate us from the love of Christ? As it is written, for for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. My God, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. More than conquerors. Through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, which are demons, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me tell you, I have read for you Romans, the 8th chapter, verses 1 through 35. Now, I don't know about you, but I love this chapter because it's very encouraging. It's very encouraging to the saints. It's very encouraging to those that desire to live for the Lord. So all you have to do is become a son of God. All you have to do is mortify the evil deeds that are in your body. All you have to do is uh, walk after the spirit. After spiritual things, the spiritual things of God the Father, and not the things of the flesh, not human nature, not things of the enemy, not things of the devil. Why? Because he've already called us. And why? Because the creatures waited for the earnest expectation of the creatures, they wait for us to manifest. Yes, the whole earth is waiting for the sons of God to go forth and manifest the things of God. Verse 21, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation, the whole earth, everything the heavens and the earth, groan and travaileth in pain together until now, waiting, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why do he yet hope for it? But if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Now listen. Verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. The Spirit helpeth us, help our weaknesses. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, I admonish you to get the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you. Why? Because it helps our infirmities. The Bible said or says, for we know not what we should pray as we ought to. We know not what we should pray for as we ought to. We know not what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, but the Spirit itself, make it intercession for us. Let me read that again. Verse 26, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, with groanings that cannot be put in words. The Spirit prays for us. Why? Because we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. That's why it's very important to have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. That's why it's very important to ask God to give you the gift of speaking in tongues. Why? Because when you speak in tongues, the Spirit of God is praying for you. With groanings which cannot be uttered, groanings that cannot be put in words. You may not know, but the Spirit knows. You may not know, but God knows. Your neighbor or your friend may not know, the one standing next to you may not know, but God knows. The Spirit itself make it intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. My God from Zion. This is why this passage of scripture is so relevant for us today. In a time that so much calamity is going on. Yes, there is calamity. There is famine. There is danger. There is uh, pressure. There is affliction. All of that is going on in the world today. That's why this passage of scripture is so important. To encourage us. To let us know That if God be for us, who can be against us? That's in the spirit and in the natural. If God be for us, who can be against us? God is the maker and the creator of all things. So if he is on your side... Everything is well. All is well with you. Because you have God on your side. Yes. This is a very, very relevant scripture. For this time that we live in. A very relevant scripture. Because God, he said, the scripture says... Uh, to verse 28, which is a very well known and beloved scripture, Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. That's clause A. For we know, we already know that all things work together for good. To them that love God. If you love God. Your affliction is working for your good. Your calamity is working for your good. Your famine is working for your good. Your despair is working for your good. Yes. Your persecution is working for your good. Your peril is working for your good. Yes, it is working for your good if you love God. The Bible tells us, and we know, we already know that all things work together. Is working together for good to them that love God. Why is it working together for good? Because it's making us. God is... Doing something on the inside of us is making us stronger. Our affliction, our pressure is making us stronger. We are going to survive. Once we come out on the other side, then you can tell somebody else. It works together for your good. Why? Because I am stronger now. Why? Because I have more knowledge on the things of God and on the things of the devil. Why? Because I can be strength to someone else who is going through. These, this is the mindset that we must have. All things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. We all have a purpose. The Bible tells us that many are called But few are chosen. We are all called according to his purpose for one reason or another. He said it all works together for our good. If we love God and if we are called according to his purpose. Yes, you are called according to his purpose. He created you for a reason. You're not just created just to walk upon this earth for no reason at all. Just to be here just to live and die. We are not as the, um, as the cicadas or as the um, love bugs that uh, they live on this earth just to multiply and then they die. We are not so. We have a purpose. Yes, you are called. Yes, I am called for a purpose. And we love God. So I tell you on today, this scripture is relevant for us in the world today. Because we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And I don't know about you, but I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angel Nor principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Why? Why do I say that? Because I've been there. I have allowed principalities to separate me from God. I have allowed powers to separate me from God. Yes, I have been down that road. I've done that. But I have a greater understanding of his word. I have a greater understanding of his way. Why? Because of those pressures and those afflictions and those uh, calamities and, and those perils and persecutions. It all worked together for my good. Now I can say I am persuaded. That neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor power, nor thing present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Why? As long as I draw nigh to God, he shall draw nigh to me. As long as I lay my sins out before the Lord, as long as I confess my sins, I will prosper and have mercy. As long as I repent of my sins, as long as I turn away from my sins. Yes, these are the things that will help us to live in the spirit and not in the flesh. The scripture tells us that if we live in the, that the scripture tells us, let's go back to the scripture. It tells us about living in the spirit. For they, verse 5, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit mind the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded, fleshly minded, is death. But to be spiritually minded, you shall have life and peace. Because the carnal mind, that man nature, that Adam nature, is enmity against God. is hostility against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed will be. So then they that are in the flesh can not please God. Verse 9, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Yes. That's why it's important to have the Spirit of God dwelling in you so that you can walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. Because if you walk after the flesh, after that human nature, after that Adam nature, if you walk after the flesh, you cannot please God. If I walk after the flesh, after that Adam nature, that human nature, I cannot please God. That's why we need the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. So we can say, Abba, we can cry unto our Father, Abba, Father. That is what I wanted to share with you today, Romans the 8th chapter, starting at verse 1 through 35. I admonish you to read it on today and to get it in your spirit, man, because it is a relevant scripture in the days and in the times that we are living in in 2022. When there's so much calamity, when there's wars and rumors of war, there's so much persecution. People are dying. They are leaving this world. They're here today and gone tomorrow. Yes, this is a relevant scripture. Because when we die and leave this earth, we want to be with the Lord. We want to be with God. We want to be with Jesus. This is a relevant scripture. In a time when there is scarcity of food, there is a famine in the world. Yes, food. It is a relevant scripture in this time when COVID is running rapid still. In the world. This is a relevant scripture. And I admonish you to read it. Get it in your spirit. Stand upon it. Feast upon it. Eat it. Eat the scroll. Yes. This is food for your soul. And once again, I thank you. For listening to Sister Allie T. And I will talk to you soon. Be blessed. Be encouraged. You can do it. You can move forward. You can live for God. Regardless of what the enemy is saying. You can walk in the spirit. And I'm going to leave this with you. If God be for us, who can be against us. And that's both spiritually and naturally. I love you. I'll talk to you soon.